all who have faith in Christ, all who have bowed the knee before Christ and who have said through the waters of baptism, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King. These were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And where is this kingdom now? Where is the realm? It is visibly manifest in the church. But it will one day fill the earth when Christ returns to judge and to make all things new. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what was announced when Jesus came into the world and began His ministry. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who is the king? God is. He rules His kingdom through Christ. Who are the citizens? All who have faith in Christ. Jew and Gentile alike. These are those who have Jesus as Lord. Where is this kingdom present? It is manifest in the church. The kingdom advances through the church, through the proclamation of the gospel, as men and women repent from their sins, turn to Christ, and are baptized upon profession of faith. These are the citizens of the kingdom that is now manifest in the church, those who believe. Therefore, when we speak of the kingdom of God on earth today, we may speak of it as inaugurated or begun, but not yet consummated or brought to completion. Is the kingdom of God present on earth today? We say, yes, certainly it is. God is ruler and king over all things. Everything is His, of course. But His kingdom, His eternal kingdom, His special kingdom is present on the earth today. It is manifest in the church. It consists of those who have faith in Christ. God is their Lord and King through Christ in a special way. Um, So it is indeed uh, present. It is inaugurated, it has begun, but it is not yet complete. So here is the description of the establishment of God's kingdom on earth. Offered but rejected, promised even to Adam, prefigured under Moses, inaugurated at Christ's first coming, and it will be consummated, consummated, brought to completion when He returns. And what will it look like then? Where will the kingdom of God be then when God's kingdom is brought to its, its final end? It, it will fill the whole earth. Who will fill the earth? It, it will be those who have faith in Christ, who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who have been redeemed by Him. And who will be the King? Uh, God will be the King. And Christ will be present there as the mediator between God and man. We long for that day. And all of that serves as a vital introduction to our catechism question for today, which asks, what do we pray for in the second petition? In the second petition, which is, Thy kingdom come, we pray that Satan's kingdom may be destroyed, and that the kingdom of grace may be advanced, ourselves and others brought into it, and kept in it, and that the kingdom of glory may be hastened. Do you see how you need to understand all of this about the kingdom of God if you were to pray the second petition of the Lord's Prayer Thoughtfully, the kingdom of God advances in this age as Satan's kingdom is destroyed. So there are two kingdoms, God's and Satan's. There are two rulers, God in Christ and Satan, present in the world today as the kingdom of God has been inaugurated but not yet consummated. Everyone in the world belongs to one of two kingdoms. All men are born in Adam in the broken covenant of works and into Satan's kingdom. We are to remember that Adam rebelled against God and submitted himself to Satan instead. You see, what did Adam do? I mean, the essence of it was that he he dismissed God as his king and listened to the voice of another. He He made for himself another king, submitted to the evil one's words. God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom are diametrically opposed to one another now. The one is light, the other is darkness. And when God's kingdom advances, Satan's kingdom must be destroyed. 
That is what we pray for when we pray that God's kingdom come, that Satan's kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, would be destroyed, that God would continue His assault upon it and have victory over it. More than this, we pray that the kingdom of grace may be advanced, ourselves and others brought into it and kept in it. How does this happen except through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of the kingdom of God? As men and women believe this gospel, they do turn from their sins, they bow the knee to Jesus and have Him as Lord. And so when we pray, Thy kingdom come, we are praying for the success of the gospel, that men and women would hear it and believe it by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that they would be kept by God. In other words, we are praying for the building up and preservation of the church. That is what we are praying for when we pray, Thy kingdom come. It's amazing how many people are confused about this. You know, Thy kingdom come. People mean all sorts of things by this. But this is what Christ meant. This is what the Scriptures mean. When we're praying for the advancement of the kingdom of God on earth, we are praying that Satan's kingdom would be destroyed and that Christ's kingdom would be advanced through the preaching of the gospel and by the working of the Holy Spirit, the building up of the church, the body of Christ on earth today, which is the visible manifestation presently of God's kingdom. Lastly, when we pray, Thy kingdom come, we are praying that the kingdom of glory may be hastened. So the distinction that is made between the kingdom of God inaugurated and the kingdom of God consummated is important here. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, we're actually praying for two things. God, may Your kingdom succeed. May it advance now in its inaugurated state through the preaching of the gospel and the working of the Holy Spirit. May the church thrive, in other words. But we also mean, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Bring Your kingdom, O God, to a cons- its consummation, to its final state. So may Your kingdom advance on earth today, but may Your kingdom also come in fullness. That is to say, may the new heavens and earth come now. Again, it is like praying, Lord Jesus, come quickly. So what sorts of things should we pray for under the petition, Thy kingdom come? What sorts of things should we be praying for? Here's a few examples. We should pray for the salvation of those we know and their baptism into the church. We should pray for the growth of the church, the health of the church, the work that elders and deacons do, the ministry of members, the success of missionaries and church planters, the flourishing of those institutions which train pastors, the prosperity of our associations, and for one another in the body of Christ, that the Lord would keep us from falling, along with many many other things. What sorts of things should we pray for under this petition, Thy kingdom come? Anything that has to do with the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the prosperity of His church, which is the manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth today. Anything that has to do with sinners being transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's beloved Son. I think you're beginning to get it, that each one of these petitions is to be greatly expanded by us in prayer. Our Father in heaven should be greatly expanded. Hallowed be thy name should be greatly expanded. Thy kingdom come should be greatly expanded too. Here we are praying that the kingdom of God would advance in this world. 
that Satan's kingdom would be destroyed, the kingdom of grace be advanced, ourselves and others brought into it and kept in it, and that the kingdom of glory may be hastened. This is very helpful, isn't it, brothers and sisters? This should help us to pray in our private prayer lives. This should help us to pray as families. This should help us to pray also as a Christian congregation. Let's bow for a word of prayer even now. Our Father in heaven, we pray that your name would be exalted in all the earth, and we do pray that your kingdom would succeed. Uh, We know that you are Lord Most High, King of all creation. Nothing is outside of your control. But we see that in the world today there is a kingdom of light and there is a kingdom of darkness. And we pray that the kingdom of light would prevail. We pray that it would prevail, O Lord, through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray that it would prevail as sinners are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light by the working of your Holy Spirit. We know that oftentimes this involves not friendship with the world, but hostility, so that things are even more difficult for those who believe. But nevertheless, we pray that your will would be done in this regard, that your church would be strengthened, that your church would be purified. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Build your kingdom in this place, we pray. We pray that this local congregation would flourish, that officers and members would use the gifts that you've given to them to build up the body of Christ here. Protect us, O Lord. Preserve us. Bless us with continued peace. Increase our love for one another. Increase our faith. God, may you be glorified in this place today and for generations to come. And God, we do pray for those uh, who are involved in the work of the kingdom, for those workers that you have sent out into the field to reap a harvest, that you would bless their work to make it fruitful, O Lord. Bless the elders of this congregation, the elders of the congregations throughout Southern California. We pray for those who are engaged in church planting efforts in this nation and even to the ends of the earth. We pray that they would prosper, O Lord. Have mercy upon this land, O God. We pray that your kingdom be present in power here, O Lord. And Lord Jesus, our deepest desire is for you to return and to make all things new. Lord Jesus, come quickly. In Christ's name we say these things and all of God's people say, Amen.